Winterfear.ie at Davy Ferguson. Twit to Gatecrashers at Wicked Wax Pie. Oh, shite. Captain Spud is now staring up at the smiling faces of Snide and Slide, the elite exterminators of the multiverse. Hi there. Is there room at your table for two very weary travelers? And very thirsty we are too. Spuddy quickly recovers from the shock of seeing the two overwhelming hit women from the Twitter commercial standing before him as large as life in the disguise of two cliched North American backpacking tourists. You know, the irritating kind, all dollar mouths and chewing gum. Remembering his manners, the lad himself responds admirably. Of course, dear ladies, you are very welcome. Please sit yourselves down. What would you like to imbibe in? What would tantalise and sensate your palates right now, ladies? Apart from myself, that is. What the fuck is he bullshitting about, Slide? My dear confused lady, I am saying, what's your feckin' poison, gals? After glaring at her aggressive partner, Slide cautiously smiles at Spuddy and sweetly answers your man. Whatever you are drinking, kind sir. We are two thirsty camels, and that cooling dark liquid looks like black ambrosia to us parched dromedaries. Does it not, Snide? Snide responds with one of her malevolent laser beam glowers, aiming it at Spuddy. And then, with such a lack of any feminine deportment, she dips her petite finger in Captain Spud's Guinness glass and stirs up the creamy froth on the top of the dark liquid. She retrieves her foam-covered digit and licks the froth from off it brazenly before announcing to slight. If you say so, bitch. Bitter is what I'd call it. More with the pungent tang of black asphalt and black ambrosia. But I will suck it up for your sake. Slight, sweetie. Captain Spud seems to be taking Slight's compressed aggression in his stride. After all, forewarned is forearmed, or so he thinks. So in a gallant, gentlemanly fashion, the captain arises from his seat with an announcement of intent. Well then, dear ladies, a few rounds of black asphalt it is then. A libation that will ease our progress along the road to tonight's party at Wicked Whack Manor. You will attend the event as my honoured guests, of course, dear ladies. I cannot accept a refusal from either of you delightful creatures. That would be such a criminal act of social etiquette on your part and a missed opportunity to boot for one and all. Say you will agree to my invitation. It will be such a happening event for all concerned. It will blow your minds totally, dear ladies, I promise you. And without further ado, Captain Spud trundles towards the bar nonchalantly to order more pints with the true confidence of one who believes he has destiny firmly under his control. 
Yeah, right. Spuddy has left behind in the snug little alcove two false-footed women temporary at a loss for inspiration. Also, the inebriated contents of his carpet bag and the two unfinished glasses of Guinness. The pint glass with the extended drinking straw is having its liquid content silently siphoned off into the zipper bag as I speak. Finally, Snide cannot resist any more and makes her move. She takes out a small silver vial from under her woolen hoodie and is about to unscrew the cap and furtively pour the contents into Spuddy's unfinished pint when Slight grabs her wrist firmly to stop her colleague's poisonous attempt to honour their contract. No, sister dear. That would be too easy. Where is the pleasure in that? We are being so well paid to eliminate this character. Let us take our time and enjoy ourselves with this weird being's demise. Besides, I would like to go to this happening party at Wicked Whack Manor. It could be such a blast in so many ways. Don't you think? Snide shrugs off Slight's painful grip on her wrist and smiles one of her evil grins at her sister. She replaces the cap on her little vial that she has always treasured so much because her dear departed and interned mother had given it to her and not as a bequeath to her sibling, Slight. She swiftly tucks the silver heirloom away under her hoodie for another time, another place, and possibly yet another victim. Yes, indeed. We shall take our time with this one, and really go to town and enjoy ourselves. After all, we deserve a little treat. The last few hits had no job satisfaction at all. Both were so quickly over in a micro-flash. Where's the pleasure and professional pride in those scalps? Yes, indeed. We shall relish every sadistically joyous moment with Captain William Spud before we extinguish his life force. The little prick. The two hit women high-five and fist-bump to seal the revised deal, just as Captain Spud returns to the alcove with four pints of geese in straight glasses on a tin tray, all balanced on the palm of one hand held at shoulder height. No mean feat for the lad himself in his near inebriated condition. Captain Spud, or might I call you Spuddy? Of course, my dear. Thank you, Spuddy. Well, my sister and I have discussed your very generous invitation, and yes, we would be enchanted to accompany you to Wicked Whack Manor to boogie on down with the cream of the social elite of Ballywheelie. Yes, indeed. Slide is right. We can put our grand tour on hold for one night. We're up for a bit of S&D and R&R. Aren't we, sis? Indubitably. And undeniably we are that. S&D and R&R. Sex and, and drugs. drugs. And, and rock, rock and, and roll. roll. What else? I am not too sure. But Captain Spud's face either glows with pure animal anticipation at this point, or he has an expression of complete horror and dread at this pronouncement. Neither is he certain either. 
but he comes back with an approximately bravado response nonetheless. Then, if that is your wish, dear pulchritudinous ladies, sup up your pints and gird up your loins, you have most certainly clicked. something I most urgently need to do. Oh no, he isn't, is he? Not in public, and not in front of the gals, surely. There you go. Not a moment too soon, huh, Ziggy old chap? As you say, Captain, not a microsecond too soon. I'm at least from your smelly chocolate a little longer, would you? These words originated from the just-morphed mouth on the front of the bubble that has awkwardly floated free from Spuddy's carpet bag and is now hovering dangerously close to Spuddy's right shoulder. The alien bubble is normally the size of a beach ball, but tonight its shape is distorted by hours of cramped confinement in Captain Spud's shopping bag. And of course, the alien creature's inability to hold his liquor, or rather, the pints of Guinness Spuddy bought for him. He looks more like a very sick, levitating vegetable marrow now. The interior of your carpet bag has been dirtied of a spring clean, Captain. What with crumbled empty scotch egg packaging, snot encrusted balls of toilet paper, Empty drink cans and some mysterious dark liquid glowing in the corners with the viscosity of treacle mixed with aged sunpillow from an old Macri Jawa 350 motorcycle. You really are a very small carbon based life form, Spuddy. The relationship between Captain Queen's father and his extra terrestrial colleague, as far as the captain believes it to be, is that of man and man's best friend, his dog, his pet. His canine companion, Ziggy. The extraterrestrial creature, however, sees the relationship somewhat contrarily, and I tend to favour the alien creature's greater cosmic viewpoint of their affiliation. The extraterrestrial entity known as Ziggy is a highly advanced silicon-based life form conceived, developed, and mass-produced by the Logan Laboratories, Inc., aimed at the post-Big Bang sentient deities consumer market. As Ziggernaut 101 
is the basic model. A highly intelligent laboratory brain silicon spider in a stellar dust coating morph forming bubble. A Ziggy. A Ziggonaut 101 can pilot any interplanetary craft in existence. Anywhere in the known universe and beyond, provided the gadget is loaded with additional cosmological navigation apps. Captain Spuzzy was polite by study, along with the unattended space cruiser that crash-landed in one of Farmer Connor's potato fields a mile or so away from that But the old captain is a reformed character now. Yeah, right. Unfortunately, the Ziggurat 101 that Spuddy now owns has had its county irredeemably revoked by Elohim Laboratories in due to the captain's constant hacking of the alien creature's software with many of Spuddy's hand-rolled, hit-the-hard joints that the pair regularly enjoy smoking together. This has made Ziggy a tad unreliable in his interstellar navigation and has resulted in Ziggy developing a few weird personal idiosyncrasies that I won't list just now. So this peculiar Ziggonaut 101, Ziggy himself, may well be considered by Captain Spud as his best friend, his dog, his pet, his canine companion. And my list of Ziggy's attributes, I swear, is by far a much better set of pedigree papers than any dog owner would receive in the post if he cared to register his well-bred pooch at the Irish Kennel Club. However, in fairness to Ziggy, he sees Captain Spire as his smelly carbon-based life form, his pet, his intellectually challenged monkey boy, Sailor Lady. But I deviate from this evening's true course. Onward to the party. Speaking of Scotch eggs. Which we weren't, Captain. Speaking of Scotch eggs and other munchies to tide us through the long night's debaucheries. And alcohol, Captain. A few bottles of well-chosen bevies to present to the host of this evening's happening with all the wheels of your echoes past the answers of the door to your sister's mansion. You do remember the events of last time at her birthday party. She looks not amused at your outrageous behaviour and question. You really don't want to hear the details. Suffice it to say, our brave captain was going through a very bad bout of paranoia and he was a hair trigger away from personal destruction. The incident with the stage magician Alfredo Phosphorus, who Captain Spud believed was the spitting image of his nemesis, his loony lordship, from the 11th universe of existence, which spooked Spuddy. But when the magician called for a volunteer from the birthday party audience to come up on stage and be sawn in half by the chainsaw welding entertainer, and none of the guests took up the illusionist's invitation, but the birthday girl, Jita herself, 
it was then that Spuddy had completely lost it. You could be right, Ziggy, my lad. Prostrate ourselves at the manor gates, all humble and repentant-like, conveying gifts aplenty. So if you don't mind, dear ladies, a slight detour to the satellite supermarket. The store is on the way to Wicked Wack Manor. I swear, really. After you, dear ladies. Oh yeah, Ziggy, fetch a hover trolley, will you, old chap? Now, where do they keep the scotch eggs? Ah, yes, this way for the chiller section. The hovering creature, Ziggy, beckons the first automated trolley waiting at the rank, with a recently morphed hand on the surface of his bubble. The robotic supermarket trolley pretends not to notice the gesticulating motions of the hand of the floating sentient globule, which aggravates Ziggy more than a tad. So be it, Ziggy thinks. The living bubble puffs himself up to full beach ball size dimensions as a dandere toy ray gun morphs into being in Ziggy's hand. Ziggy points the ray gun at the obstreperous supermarket trolley. The skin of Ziggy's whole bubble surface turns iridescent until it stops at red. The truculent hover trolley is obstreperous no more. It shoots out of the queuing rank like a racing greyhound to stop by the two hit women and Ziggy. It then obediently hovers six inches above ground level to welcome aboard its passengers and facilitate every consumer demand possible. My uttermost apologies. Sir, ladies, it was caused by an unfortunate technical glitch in my personality chip. It will not happen again. I can assure you of that. May I inquire? Have you a shopping list? Or do you just wish to browse for bargains? Sir? Ladies? Satellite Supermarkets PLC Has it all at bargain prices? The two hit women settle into two of the luxurious consumer seats at the front of the hover trolley. Both ladies exchanging appreciative glances at Ziggy and his aggressive mastery over the hover trolley as they settle on board for a pampering trip along the Isles of Plenty. Ziggy takes the lead, travelling at head height, but forever circling back to hasten the shopping trolley along like a highly incentivized sheepdog worrying his flock along. The little expedition soon discover Captain Spud in full flow, giving of the verbals to an automated scotch egg dispenser. 
The distracted dispenser's robotic arms are becoming tied in knots in an attempt to fulfill Spuddy's clamorous demands for something with a bit of added spice tip. They are no longer stocked. I am terribly sorry sir. But Satellite Supermarkets PLC no longer carries Cajun flavored scotch eggs made with double yolk ostrich eggs anymore. It goes against EU Directive 2020F678. Great flaming bollocks. The bloody EU at it again. Depriving a man of his birthright, his heritage, his culture, and even his cuisine. Sir. Sir. Don't you remember the great homicidal ostrich flocks massacre? All over the French countryside in 2019. French agricultural workers were slaughtered in their hundreds sir. With such devastating consequences to the European poultry industry sir. Captain Spud is stupefied and astonished at this information. He must have been out in space longer than he'd perceived. He leans against the side of the still hovering shopping trolley to steady himself while he thinks it all through. So, what year is it now, Slight? 2023, of course. Slight? Slight's behind the times. It is 2025. The two itwits glower at each other. Snide's right hand instinctively slides down to a boot and fingers the weapon within it. Captain Spud doesn't notice Snide's defensive motion. Neither does her partner in crime, Slight. They are now both looking at the floating form of Ziggy, waiting for his chronological pronouncement. Neither of the androids are correct, Captain Spud. Upon hearing the word androids, Slight, behind Captain Spud's back, presses the release button on her wrist and her hand drops from her arm onto the hover trolley's floor to reveal a short metallic barrel in the center of her synthetic wrist stump. The year is Anno Domini 2014. Now duck, you smelly carbon-based life form. And with that warning ringing in his ears, Spuddy drops to the floor and rolls onto the hover trolley. Ziggy zooms upwards to touch the glass ceiling. The auto dispenser has untangled his robotic arms, which are now holding a Second World War vintage bazooka aimed at the crouching figure lying underneath the hover trolley. Before the vintage stovepipe fires off its deadly missile, both hit women swing round in their seats and let off a hail of bullets aiming at the mechanical head of the auto dispenser. The robotic supermarket system falls backwards in its booth just before the missile is released at the solar panel domed ceiling. Ziggy screams and instantly drops to the floor and rolls under the hover trolley to join his captain. Then all hell breaks out.
Jeffries. We are opening till two for you. Please begin drawing. By the way, just in case you were itching to know, Captain Spud's estimation of the year would have been 1967. He has definitely been out in space far too long a time. And now for a few words from our sponsors at Elohim Laboratories Inc. Hi there, Android Steve Jobs here with more stunningly rich, got to have techno news. Following on from the great success of our Ziggonaut 101 model, Astro Navigator, we can now announce the arrival of the definitive state-of-the-art sat-nav, the Ziggonaut Deity Ultimate 201. With the Ziggonaut Deity Ultimate 201, you don't have to navigate around the universe. The universe moves for you, baby. For all those of you who are just too fucking rich for this world, the Ziggonaut Deity Ultimate is so fitting and exclusively just for you. Who says the Apple Greed Creed is dead? The next episode ought wit, it is coming soon. But you will have to wait for the next time the Great Galaxy Expansive Internet Blaster System meshes with the outer extremities of Earth's puny planet-wide internet dongle. For the next episode, or rather the next twit of Twitterfear.ie the continuing adventures of Captain Spud and his companion, the silicon-based life-form, Ziggy, the CPU spider, in a cosmic bubble, as they tangle with the invading android life-forms from the 11th universe of existence. Fake the android spuddy, scotch eggs will be the death of you yet, you smelly carbon-based life-form.